Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast. I'm Joe Mewis and I'm here with Baron Cross and we're here to chat about all things Leeds United again. Baron, how are you doing? I'm very, very well. It's, we're in a, in a thoroughly echoey room, so uh, sound quality may struggle, but we'll make, we'll make our make our way through it. Yeah, apologies if you think you can hear uh, three of each of us. Um, no one needs that in their lives, but um, we, we will battle on. Um, where should we start then, Baron? It's been a, a typically hectic few days for Leeds United, hasn't it? Yeah, so we're recording on Wednesday the 3rd, so we've had a few days to... Uh, um, to reflect upon Millwall, that's kind of that's um, come and gone, and then we're looking ahead to Birmingham City. But I suppose we should look at the uh, the win against the Lions because uh, it generated a lot of headlines and a lot of euphoria, which which we weren't really anticipating pre-match. Yeah, that's it. We were we were talking before the game at Adam Road, and uh, it's a strange game, wasn't it? Because um, you're playing a team in the not in the relegation zone, but in the thick of the relegation fight in Millwall. Mm. It was a game where there wasn't really much for Leeds to, to gain this week, was there? You know, they, they had yeah. to win really just to keep part, to keep pace. Anything less than that, um, you know, would be a bit of a disaster. And then obviously you've got eyes on the other results. Yeah. Um, obviously <laughs> Leeds did win in the end, um, but it, it wasn't this, this routine win that we, we thought no, it would be. And yeah. it just goes to show Leeds United always finds a way to surprise you and... <laughs> Get you on the emotional roller coaster, the ups and downs every every single week, doesn't it? Yeah, we said that pretty much, hadn't we? That, that we were sort of struggling to get ourselves up for it. It's been like a few games this season. Whenever you're you've got a home game against a championship side that's struggling, you you find it hard to get particularly excited about it or think you know all they can do here is is do as we expect and win one or two. No, and it's pretty much mm. as was. Um, it's they more can about... lose, which is you know the depths of despair. Mm. And then even if they win a classic, as they did, you're still thinking. Well, they've, they've only beaten Millwall by one goal and Millwall are, are really struggling so um, <laughs> as it was it did play out in a very entertaining way it was a very very entertaining match and um, a lot of emotions in the press box I didn't think I'd be so happy about a Luke Haling equaliser against Millwall yeah you were you were quite pleased with that Baron I was, I was quite I was surprised quite, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was just at 2-1 I was just you, you're playing over in your head the way the season's playing out and you just start fearing the worst you think god how are we not beating Millwall at home you know it's not going to be our year we're not going to get up um yeah the the p word did come out of your mouth not not, not promotion no <laughs> at that was, point didn't oh, it i just i thought this this is the day isn't it because sheffield united of course were beating bristol city and in the end it was south yorkshire which kind of made this match what it was it, that, that's, that's, what, sort of, that's what gave us that amazing feeling post-match because we were buzzing after, yeah, that, after that, the game that dictated the mood didn't it it was um, yeah it was, it was the last 20 minutes wasn't it so Leeds equalised with 20 minutes to go didn't they um, just less when Luke Ayling he- headed home and then we start hearing news of um, Bristol City equalisers. You told we? me straight away. Yeah, I, I told you straight away we the, obviously we, we just watched Hernandez score uh, what was the winner and um, then we were thinking alright oh, that's okay. I mean, that's we've. I think at that stage, Sheffield United were drawing two-two. It would it would seem to make sense. So we would, they were, we yeah. would have been one point ahead. Um, level. Yes, uh, a point ahead. A point ahead. So yeah, you're, you're kind of thinking, oh, that's okay. You know, quite happy with that. Yeah. But then, then you very, very quickly tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Bristol City have just scored," <laughs> yeah. and uh, cue fist pumps galore and. Yeah, uh, I, think, well, I think I think it turns out. I think the, the BBC and Quest have both worked out that maybe around the sort of the four forty three mark on the, on Saturday afternoon was when it really swung, and Vyman's goal and Hernandez's goal were very very close together. That's right, yeah, and it was a six point swing. You talk about six pointers. Leeds go from being two points behind uh, as they were at the start of the day, four point swing. 
A four-point swing, four yeah. Point swing. Sorry, maths aren't our strong points today. <laughs> uh, we're probably getting all these figures wrong. But yeah, four-point swing. Um, and what was great was uh, the reaction of the fans, the Leeds fans, obviously. Um, news was filtering through, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, from the result at Bramall Lane. But mo- the majority of fans didn't know until the, the scores came up on the, oh, on the main the scoreboard. scoreboard yeah. So um, as they do every week, they flash up the scores. It was sort of two screens worth of championship scores. So the first mm. screen comes up. Uh, you know, you've, you've got all your teams. Nothing of interest. First half the alphabet, everyone's like, yeah, whatever. And then um, there's obviously a few, a few fans who I think knew because the ooh starts yeah, coming yeah. in. And then the second it, it posts up on the screen, it, it's like another goal had gone in. It was oh, almost like so Leeds were celebrating the winner. Um, that's something Tyler Roberts spoke about after the game, actually, because yeah. he said he just completely forgot about it, which the players have to do. Yeah, don't I suppose they, they do, don't you? Because we're so wrapped up in the narrative and sort of what and what, what what it all means. Yeah, we're always yeah. looking ahead and thinking, right, well, what does this mean? What are Sheffield United doing? But they're just as important as Leeds results at the yeah. moment. as their Sheffield United. Like, results. You forget the players have got a job to do, and, and it turns mm. out Bielsa didn't didn't find out until moments before the press conference. So uh, even at the time during the game, I was sort of half hoping that. You know, Bielsa's fist pumping because Andre Svimer's got a hat-trick but yeah. he's got no idea he's so focused on what's going on and exactly it, again you can see post-match how much it meant I mean I think we're going to say that every match now when they win is mm. you can see the reactions on the bench but there was the classic embrace of, of Bielsa and Kuroga they, yeah. they really embraced they really hooked it out I mean and the, the double fist pumps from you Bielsa forget, you forget yeah. how, how little emotion remember the Stoke game the open day Bielsa showed so we completely played the, the title mm. favourites off the park and yeah. Bielsa showed so little emotion and now he's like doing double fist pumps. Like when we win, he's turned around and just just giving it the big one to, he, um, to the rest of the bench. He knows, and it? it's going to be interesting when we talk to him um, on Thursday, actually, isn't yeah. it? To uh, you know, I'm sure he'll have, he'll have reset his emotions, won't he? Oh, he's, he's, uh... he does it. He does it by post match. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> I went into the post match press conference, and you, you're hoping he's going to sort of be giving it, and he just there's just so little emotion there he really doesn't let doesn't let much on at all no he doesn't uh, there's some quite good videos post-match I think um, Lee Nicholson the, the post uh, post-match the, the stadium announcer that's right who sits next to the dugout shared a really really good video of uh, the post-match celebrations from namely Barani <laughs> just smashing <laughs> who else, the dugout who else up. is it going to be yeah <laughs> um, it, more on Barani later but, yeah, um, yeah but the, the reactions were just fantastic and I think you know it, it, it's my it's my personal issue about it being a very uh, you know beating more by one goal. You know, that's quite depressing. But I think you look at the manner of it, the fact they have their backs to the wall. They're not going to play well every week. Mm. They've dug themselves out. They've got the three points. They've capitalised on Sheffield United dropping points for the yeah. first time in what feels like forever. It's bogey team Millwall as well. You and, know. and now of course we're top two. Yeah, top top two again. So uh, obviously we had the international break when uh, when Leeds were just I think. Fans were certainly sulking a bit, weren't they? It was uh, it was yeah. very quiet for that week, um, and then just yeah, what a difference a, a game like that can make. Everyone's re-energised up for it again. The star of the show was um, mm. was Pablo Hernandez, of course, with, yeah. with those two goals. Um, lots of talk around Twitter and stuff. I know who scored. Who who uh, very very good statistical website. They 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 do bring up all kinds of numbers on the championship, and mm. they gave Hernandez a perfect ten. Was it, was it 9.9? It's, it was upgraded to a 10. Was it upgraded? Yeah, oh, so sorry, yesterday it was, it was upgraded to a 10. Wow. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, you probably feel less strongly than I do, but I, I didn't think he was as good as maybe Reading away or Norwich away. I don't think it's the best he's ever played for Leeds. I yeah, mean, that, perfect that, 10 I thought was a bit strong. That, that was going around that it was his best game for Leeds. Um, it's very easy in the moment when you've, when you've just seen him score the yeah. winner and, and drag his team back into it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably with you. I, I don't think it's the best he's ever played. Yeah, I know... Um, so you know that that twenty minutes at the end, absolutely you know brilliant. 
superb. You know, he, yeah. you can't fault him. But you've but got to look at the 90 minutes. Yeah, you look at you look at games like Norwich away this season. You know, which oh, is looking so more and more like um, you know a bigger result <laughs> as, as every week goes by with Norwich's form. But he he ran the show for the whole game that day, didn't he? Yeah, um, phenomenal. Yeah, uh, Reading as well. Reading away. Um, another three 0 away win. Another three 0 away win. That was that was recent. Again, two goals. That's um, two of his last three. He scored two goals in, isn't it? So five and five now. Yeah, yeah. He's um, really coming to the fore, isn't he? At the um, at the right just, time. Yeah. I mean, I think I think last season it was obviously uh, it was my first season really following Leeds very closely, and uh, I maybe didn't quite see uh, the best of Panamas in the second half of the season, like many of Leeds' players. Yeah. Yeah. But. This season, I've, I've kind of see, I've really understood why the Leeds fans feel so passionately about Pablo Hernandez. I mean, there's there's been some quite interesting debate on Twitter, as there as there often is amongst the community on Twitter uh, about uh, whether Hernandez is arguably the best player since the Premier League. Uh, where would you stand on that? Yeah, so um, I can totally see where they're coming from. So obviously, the the, the people that jump to mind: Jermaine Beckford, Becchio, yeah, um, probably they're probably the two best goal scorers you'd have, you'd have thought. You've got the homegrown players, yeah. You've got Delph, you've got Cook, Delph, yeah. um, Phillips, for instance, this season. Yeah. Uh, trying to think who in the, the very immediate aftermath. We had a bit of Aaron Led in the championship, but really? uh, not a lot. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I think if Leeds go up this season. In terms of you know, sheer weight of goals and assists, and sheer weight goals right and assists, and his influence as well. Um, yeah. You know, the, the obvious comparison to make is, is the Gordon Strachan comparison. Yeah. We've spoken a bit about this recently on the website because it's, it's just been the 30th anniversary of Strachan yeah. signing for Leeds. I know you spoke to him um, a couple of weeks ago, didn't yeah. you? Um, and certainly at the start of the season, I know a lot of people were saying, oh, we need, we need that signing, we need that mm. experienced old head. That was what a lot of people yeah. were calling for in the transfer window. But I think we had it all along in, in Pablo, you know, and he's um, yeah, someone who, you know, he's, he's not a shouter. We, we know that yeah. from him. He's, he's not going to come on the pitch and boss people around, you know, like, like some players do. He's not this larger than life character. But the example he sets for the team, a game like Saturday, perfect example. Takes the game by the scruff of the yeah. neck, you know. Bielsa made, the team through Bielsa made these little sort of tactical tweaks, didn't he, with the substitutes mm. when, um, when when Douglas came on. And uh, for the last sort of 20 minutes, him and um, Tyler Roberts. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, Hernandez and Tyler Roberts are sort of swapping positions and, yeah. and Roberts going out wide. Pablo putting more of this influence in the middle and he just makes everything tick. And yeah, just... just Dragged Leeds to that win. Yeah. So he also said some nice things post match about him. You know, he said he was a leader, and he said he was. It was it was the way in which he would always be asking for the ball in difficult positions. You yeah. know, you know, some players might shy away from that because they don't have the technical ability. But Hernandez is somebody who is constantly wanting the ball. He wants to create things. He wants to take the pressure off his teammates. He wants to be that creative outlet for for Leeds United. Um, I suppose the, 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 the one negative from the day was, was the crowd trouble. I don't think uh, Ben Marshall was particularly sensible celebrating in front of the South Sand like that. Yeah, that was... I think you're asking for issues, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, you, you cannot condone, obviously, any, anything that happens. You know, objects going on the pitch, you know, should, should never be done. But I think the players do have that bit of responsibility. Yeah. You know, Ben Marshall knows fully what this fixture's all about. You know, he knows, you know, the history of that. And to celebrate a goal right in front of, you know, some of the most passionate fans in the yeah. stadium, what... You know, we, we wish it wouldn't happen, but I think we know something like that has a very high chance of happening. Yeah. Um, as we record now, um, nothing from the FA yet. I think Leeds are probably bracing themselves yeah, I think for, the, for a charge. The, the FA have told us so far that they are aware of it. 
and if if they do decide to take any action, then they'll let us know. But I think you're right, Joe. I think yeah. they can't ignore that really. I think it was it was pretty clear to forty odd thousand people that, that things were being thrown on there. Yeah. And that, that's just not something they can be seen to be condoning. No, exactly. And you know, it has no place in the game, doesn't it? Um, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear more about that. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they have any words to say for for Millwall. You know, controlling the players, perhaps. Yeah. Um, you know, there's an argument to be said. I think that you know they have to take their share of responsibility in doing yeah. that because um, you know they didn't know exactly what they were doing. Um, but find out. So that could be that could be a third fine you'd have thought from the FA for the season. We've had obviously the Spygate one and the uh, the Bolton one. Um, you know, I wouldn't have thought this would be anything <laughs> resembling the Spygate fine, uh, which again continues to look more and more daft when you see yeah. the punishments being handed out by. Uh, the EFL, the FA and, and various authorities around there but yeah we, sh- we should be hearing from that soon perhaps by the time you listen to this you might have heard already um, but yeah hopefully that just gets sort of draw a line under it and um, yeah everyone learns their lessons yeah. there from uh, on both sides Well we look ahead um, Saturday Birmingham City St Andrews yeah. Mike Dean Mike Dean the star um, of the show two points clear in second um, the Millwall match proves that there are going to be no easy games it's, it's, it's an age old boring cliche when it comes yeah. to the championship we've all said it so much down there are no easy games mm. but but it's true <laughs> Birmingham City have lost five on the bounce they haven't won at home since February 2nd so mm. two months yeah uh, Che Adams the talisman hasn't scored in six matches in a row he was the one who scored twice at Ellen Road earlier this season remember he, he was he, he completely bossed that game he forced mm. Calvin Phillips into an early bath as a, as a mm. substitute yeah uh, and of course Birmingham are now fighting relegation after a points deduction so points. so an easy 2-0 win for Birmingham <laughs> with all that set against them I know um, how many times have we felt like this I mean Leeds fans have had it thrown back in their face this week by the, uh, the Steve McLaren news uh, after he was sat by QPR one win <clears> in 15 yeah that, that stat <laughs> one win since Boxing Day one win in 15 um, it's been going around the block and obviously we all know who that was against um, so yeah that, that just proves and again as you said like, like the Millwall game does um, it's, it's going to be tough I don't think anyone's expecting an easy game down there um, they have been dragged now into this relegation fight um, and as you saw from Millwall you know playing teams that still have plenty to play for you know it, it's going to be hard you know you look at Leeds as running there isn't too many games really where yeah. we're playing against these sort of mid-table sides who are just drifting along at the end of the season uh, I know we hoped Aston Villa would be falling into that camp a few weeks ago we for the, uh, the last home game of the season, but they're absolutely flying there in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is going to be another tricky game. Um, you've got the Gary Monk narrative as well, knocking around. Um, he was obviously delighted when they beat them at Ellen Road. That adds uh, to it, doesn't it? I mean, I think yeah. we, we as journalists and the fans will kind of look at Gary Monk and think that, that somehow he develops superhuman managerial skills just because he's facing a former club. I'm sure it's just something we put on it. But yeah. I think we just, <laughs> Birmingham somehow play well, we're all going to think, oh, it's because Gary Monk used to manage exactly, Leeds. That's yeah. the reason. You, you don't remember those games where a former manager comes in and loses, do you? Yeah. You only remember them. So it's sort of like human nature, I think, in those circumstances for your memory to play tricks on you. I suppose the big thing, Joe, is like you said, big thing this season especially with Birmingham is they were the side to inflict that first league defeat mm. I mean yeah. we, we will always remember that, that, that game at Ellen Road yeah um, Che Adams like you say scored a brace yeah uh, from what I remember the first goal just seemed to Bailey seemed to get his angles completely wrong That's right. he almost sort of may, may have taken a slight deflection may have been slightly unsighted but he seemed to go yeah. one way and the ball went the that other was, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, was it. That, that was kind of that first sort of 
we were all always waiting for that first stutter, weren't we? Because it's mm. been such a barnstorming start to the season. We're all thinking, oh, when's it going to end? Like, how are we going to react when it eventually ends? And that was one of those frustrating matches where Birmingham kind of showed a few sides how to play against this Leeds team. Yeah, it was those spoiling tactics, wasn't it? It was yeah. disrupting Turn any... quickly and get forward. And there was just um, really stopping any flow that Leeds yeah. could get. Um, it was a bit of a talking point sort of back then before Christmas. You know, um, the issue of, you know, sort of getting a ball out for throw, little fouls. Yes. Leeds, you know... If the ball's not in play, you know, uh, Leeds can't build up this this momentum, this this sort of uh, head of steam that, that, that they get when they're they're playing the best football. And um, yeah, they they did a really good job on that. You know, um, be interesting to see at home if they, if they do these same tactics. Yeah. You know, they, they could do with it with a positive result here, as they have as they have been dragged into the relegation fight. Um, but hopefully. Um, you know, it's lost number six for them, isn't it? It's yeah. um, hopefully with Che Adams. Hopefully, this isn't the game where he finds his scoring boots again because uh, I mean, he was on an awesome run, wasn't he, earlier in the season? Yeah. You know, some, some of the big boys in the Premier of League. Of course, Che Adams is one of those that deprived Pablo Hernandez of a spot in the EFL uh, Championship Team of the Year, of course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's another thing we we're going to talk about it, wasn't it? Yeah, since we last spoke to you, um, that came out last week, didn't it? The uh, the, the 11 men in the team of the year. Two Leeds players in there. So well done to... Um, Calvin and Liam. Calvin and Liam. Fully deserved, I think. It's his... Um, oh, we spoke quite a lot about Liam Cooper before, but undoubtedly his best season. Um, I think they're probably the two, aren't they? I mean, I think mm. when, when these conversations go on in pubs and in echoey rooms around Leeds... <laughs> Sirens in the background. Um, yeah. I think most people, when it boils down to it, if you look to player by player, they're the two you would pick out and say, wow in terms of where they were last season and where they are now they have come on leaps and bounds Bielsa's had a yeah. massive impact on those two yeah it's, it's incredible isn't it um, especially Calvin Phillips um, I was looking at some, oh. of, the, some of the quotes from um, Angus Kinnear who was talking about when they had these first meetings with, uh, with Marcelo Bielsa in Argentina in the summer he'd done his infamous um, take watching session yes. you know, watched every single game and he, and he, and he said to Angus Kinnear oh. This player, I don't think he knew the names there, so he probably number twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. He can be the best centre back in the uh, in the in the championship, and um, Kinnear sort of cute. He, he looks the victor. He's admitted, like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure about this <laughs> afterwards, but but it's been proved. Um, you know, I'd, big shout I think for Phillips for being one of the most improved players in the championship yeah, on this his year. on his day. I mean. Uh, struggling to think of the games now but there was uh, there's, been, there's definitely been a couple of maybe it was a Swansea game I think yeah I think the Swansea game at Ellen Road yeah. just just absolutely phenomenal yeah reinstalled colossus. reinstalled into that that sort of deep city midfield position absolute and beast yeah it broke everything up exactly and you know it's, it's such a boost isn't it like because Bielsa's come in you know he didn't have money to spend and that's not his style as well either you know he's not a checkbook manager uh, it just goes to show sort of what a good coach he is you know and how he looks at the game differently that he has been able to take players like that that sort of average players in a middling championship club you'd probably describe them after last season well an- another ben, of those that has um, that's kicked on this year is, is Kamar Reef, of course yeah absolutely and that is going to be the big selection issue this week uh, obviously we'll hear from Bielsa on Thursday and we'll, we'll find out more about what he's thinking he may even name his 11 he hasn't done that for a couple of weeks no he's, he's stopped doing that of late which is, which is not by design I would, I would think that, that, that we as journalists maybe haven't pushed him on it I'm sure he would tell us if we pushed him but we quite, you quite like the idea of not knowing and yeah. I know the fans are a little bit sort of sceptical as, as to 
at the value of naming it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think we're going to start demanding he tells us it um, when we're there tomorrow. But um, yeah, adds add a bit of um, intrigue in the, in the build-up to a game. But so, what do you do with Kamaru? Yeah, then, Kamaru Joe, if you're if you're Bielsa, what do you do? Because that is difficult. It's it's difficult. I mean, we don't know how where where he's at with his fitness. Um, Bielsa's previously said if players aren't fit, he won't. Yeah, no twenty threes football, of course. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's no twenty threes game this week. You'd have thought if there was one, um, say this, on, the, on the Monday too. night, he would have maybe played a half there. Um, but you've got to think Bielsa's probably willing to throw him back in from a fitness point of view. Yeah. But the question is whether he makes a change. Now we know he doesn't like to make a lot of changes. You know, he, he said a couple of weeks ago. He picks his teams and the way he works. He likes to keep that continuity. Um, and there's, I mean, there's really there's two, two uh, areas you can put Roof in. You can put him straight swap for Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Um, which, after his last couple of games, there's probably a bit of um, there's probably an argument to be had for that. Bamford, Bamford had to have a, he had a dodgy game just at the wrong moment. He did, yeah. And Millwall, He's the door. he confessed it was a bad day at the yeah. office for him, didn't he? On, on social media afterwards, uh, he missed a penalty, poor penalty. Um, a very, a very savable penalty, and it, and it was saved. Very, very um, and nothing really came off for him. You know, he he, he worked hard, he, he moved plenty, but it just didn't happen for him at no. all, did it? Um, that comes as well. You, you had the Reading game where he missed those three chances in quick succession. Gosh, yeah. You don't know if that's still playing Patrick on his mind. Two um, I know last time I spoke to him, which was um, after the Sheffield United game. You know, he did mention that actually. You know, he's talking about his own person. You know, his own own form, and he said, "Oh yeah." I, I should have got a hat trick against Reading, you know. Yeah. So it's obviously still there, playing in his mind. Um, you know whether, whether he's using that to sort of fire him on or whatever, or whether you know he's genuinely sort of, you know, as a goal scorer, you are judged on yeah. the number of goals you score. Um, and he was in good form, but you know he's gone he's gone three without without a goal now, and he's had chances to score. So yeah, there, there's an argument that you could slot Roof back in there. Um, the other option you do is what um, Bielsa did at Middlesbrough, wasn't he? When yeah, winning Middlesbrough both and Swansea. Middlesbrough and Swansea, playing Roof, um, you know, in that sort of playmaker role behind him, the enganch, if you like, the yeah. number 10. Um, but I think that would be harsh on Tyler Roberts if you're going to drop him there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I think if, if Roberts hadn't played as well as he had, then that would have you know, been, been quite a clear decision, wouldn't it? Mm. I think we, it would have been sort, yeah. of, sort of quite cut and dry that the Roberts would drop out, but he has played well. You know, yeah. he has looked, looked very, very good, I think. Notably, the, the West Brom game stands out. I think mm-hmm. on that night was possibly his best ever performance for Leeds in that, in that Fauna win, as it I was for so. many Leeds yeah. players. Yeah. Um, and then since then, he, he's ticked over quite nicely. Uh, obviously, got the assist for the winner on Saturday for Hernandez. Mm. Um, and I think he's bringing a lot to the party at the moment. I think we've, you and I are on the record a few times as saying he's, he sort of does two thirds of the job very well, picks up the ball well, drives away from, from defenders well, but mm. the final ball isn't always there. The final decision, his, his shooting can be a little bit wayward, but I think he's done more than enough to justify remaining in the side. And I think mm. if I was a betting man, I, I would think he may well start Roof on the bench yeah, and then just see how it goes and, and be very prepared to either bring him on at half-time or at the hour mark. It's a good option on the bench, isn't it, there? Um, he will have that impact. Yeah, he will. You, if you've got him and Clark on the bench, that's two really good um, good options to bring on. You know, you could yeah. be playing against a tiring team You know, that's at this stage in the season. And, and knowing these, of course, somebody will get injured. Of course so, they will. So there'll yeah, be an opening yeah. that's uh, right, because for, the, for the Preston game for Roof to start. I mean, th- this time last week, we were hopeful uh, when we heard from Bielsa that Roof would be back for the Birmingham game fully we were hopeful squad. for a fully fit squad he was, he was the last player because obviously Adam Forshaw returned at the weekend and the Pontus Janssen injury was, uh, was got over very quickly um, 
but the Lord giveth, he taketh away. Yeah, he does. And uh, Barry Douglas now will miss the rest of the season. So Bielsa, Bielsa will not have a fully fit squad for the whole season. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, a word on Douglas. He, um, he was on in earth has he played? Yeah, he was, the game he, he, was, he was in discomfort, wasn't he, in, in the second half? Um, <laughs> he was hanging off. Uh, and it, it turns out that he played... I can't remember the exact moment of the... Uh, yeah, he was on a half-time, so you'd, you'd probably say at least half a half. Yeah, but I know. Of the game. Well, when he put in that lovely assist for Luke Gading in the 71st minute, on one leg he was doing on that one leg. And that was, that was you know, the textbook Douglas assist that we that saw so often. That must have smiled a bit. Yeah. When you put it in a left leg cross, he was a football, that didn't feel good. Yeah, yeah. But it looked good, and it landed straight on Ailing's head, it and, he, and he, um, he got the equaliser. So, you know, um, fair play to Douglas for, for carrying on. You know, we've, we've seen a couple of that. We saw Pontus do it in the, uh, yeah. the game before, didn't we? Shows this sort of battling spirit, I think, that all the players have got. Um, how do you, I mean, given that's Douglas' season over now, mm. how do you, how do you look, look back at that first year with Leeds? Obviously, Bielsa's first permanent signing in the summer came with much fanfare. We thought it, it was probably the signing of the year. Yeah, so it's um, three million signing from Wolves. He was certainly one of one of Wolves' best players. Was he team of the year for the championship? Um, I'm surprised. I can't remember. I think, he, yeah, he, 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 he should must have been, been the, if not one of, the he, best left backs in the league. Exactly, yeah. He was way up there in the assist chart, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of a, a left foot. Um, and yeah, I think everyone was really confident, you know, really good signing, you know, perhaps maybe he's not good enough for the Premier League, so, but certainly enough for a championship player. Um, but it just hasn't quite um, happened for him this year, has it? No. He, he had a promising start, I thought. He was good. He, he was... Yeah, um, a few assists. A few assists, getting up and down. Obviously, like, the full-backs are so crucial to Bielsa's style of play. Um, it all looks to be going well. Um, injuries have done him now, haven't they? Um, yeah. New Year's Day, he got injured, didn't he? And... Uh, He's never really, never really won his place back in the team. Gianni Alioski's obviously come in and made the left back slot his own. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you could have dropped him in recent weeks. Um, so I, I think he'll be a bit disappointed, um, you know, from a personal point of view, Douglas, on how the season's gone. He would have liked to have had, certainly since Christmas, this run in the team, yeah. uh, the impact there. Um, obviously, it remains to be seen when he does return to this Leeds team, what division they're in. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if Leeds are in the Premier League, if there's a question to ask about that would be hugely unlucky for him it were to happen again yeah. <laughs> two promotions in a row and then, and then doesn't quite get Premier League football but I'd, I'd assume you know, the, the contract he's in oh, I, I thought Leeds you know, would be planning to use him in the Premier League should that happen Definitely. touch wood obviously um, we still don't like talking about next no, season I don't do want to talk about it too much Jamie. but um, yeah I think um, started the season very well um, had the dip like a few players did towards um October, November mm, time. Yeah. Um, obviously, the West Brom defeat then triggered seven wins in a row. Um, and he, he never seemed to sort of have a terrible game, but never seemed to have a brilliant game. He yeah. was always middling. He sort of went under the radar. I remember when we, whenever I did player ratings, he was always somebody that kind of hovered under the radar. Yeah. Um, and just didn't quite seem to shine as much as, uh, as some of the other players. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, it's culminated in that, in that Forest game on New Year's Day. He's obviously injured himself there. Post-match, he's, he's taken to Instagram and Twitter and said mm. himself, you know, it's not been good enough for me personally for several yeah. weeks now. Mm. Um, and, he, and he's clearly the guy that, that's got very high standards of himself. I mean, he's, he's 29 now. His career's taken quite a, quite a route. He's, he's been here, there and everywhere. Yeah, he, he hasn't always yeah. been a star. So he's, he's somebody that's had to work very, very hard to get to where he is in the game. Um, so clearly demands a lot of himself. Mm. Um, and like you say 2019 just hasn't really worked out for him and this, this injury kind of just it's, it's, the, it's the cherry yeah. on the cake I suppose yeah that's it so um, but, but yeah fair play to him for, for battling on at the weekend so um, 
championship. Mm. Um, it would be wrong not to look at the, the bigger picture now that we are into the final seven games of the season. Yeah. Um, quick word on Norwich. I get the impression we're maybe talking less and less about Norwich. Yeah, they're, they're starting the way to, they're going. Um, to sort of disappear in the, not the rear view mirror, if you like, the, the front view mirror. Into the distance down the fast lane, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> God, that's maths and English I'm failing with today. <laughs> Jeez, needs more sleep. Um, this is what the nerves do to you yeah. on the running. Yeah, no, Norwich, um, they must be feeling very pleased about themselves now. The, uh, the, the, that, gap, Borough, that, the Borough game was the last real banana skin, wasn't it? Yeah, the gap to third, seven, seven points now, yeah, isn't seven it? Points, um, yeah. With seven games to go, so they can have... You know, a lot of slip-ups. A lot of slip-ups, and everyone else has to be perfect for them not to be promoted now. So, yeah, I think I mean, they, they just get take care of business, don't they? Yeah. That's, that's what we, they do we every watched, every week. We watched the game at Borough, didn't we, on um, on Saturday evening after um, the Leeds game had finished. We were finishing mm. up at Ellen Road with a bit of work, and then they had the Sky game on, and we were sort of urging Middlesbrough yeah. to do something, but Norwich were just solid at the back, and like any good promotion or title-winning side, they share it around, and every week mm. there's one player that stands out, and yeah. Fernandez stands up and, yeah. and tucks away a lovely finish mm. through a crowd of bodies, and Randolph, who is arguably nice. the best keeper in the league, got nowhere near it. So, yeah, yeah they're just they're just spanking teams most weeks. They're I don't, just getting the job done, aren't they? I don't think we need to worry too much about looking at their results now. It's their, the first results all Leeds fans are going to look at now are going to be Sheffield United and um, and on that note interesting one this weekend isn't it so they, they're going to Preston um, which is a tough game isn't it oh, it's very tough Preston have been you know one of the form teams in 2019 since first, Christmas first blip at the weekend was it yeah the they did yeah so they, so they lost at the weekend and that was their first loss uh, to Reading they lost and that was the first loss in 10, 11 something like that something like wasn't that it? they have been on an amazing run yeah um, I mean hopefully well, let's hope they recover this weekend that's it and yeah again on Tuesday. so so yeah we don't we don't want them to fall off the map just yet but we do eventually <laughs> we want them to have an incredibly tough game against Sheffield United yeah, tire it, yeah. both teams really out tired, yeah. <laughs> um, take some points off Sheffield United and then be exhausted when Leeds go up there next Tuesday um, it's, it's, it is it is it is neatly poised isn't it I mean mm. if, if Sheffield United could have picked one away they didn't want after their first loss in a while it yeah. would be Preston and you know I've, I've written down here in our notes you know Ideal world, Leeds could be five points clear on Saturday night. They could, they could, but um, I won't take that point any further. Yeah, I won't reflect yeah. on it again. But I'm this, just putting it out there. That is something that could happen. It, 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 it is, a, it is a mathematical <laughs> yeah. possibility. That is one of the things that could happen. Yeah, it's also one of the things that could not happen. Oh, um, I mean, as we were saying earlier, you know, when you're full, try and predict even the next ten minutes of the championship season. You know. Oh, um, getting excited just thinking about it yeah but uh, I mean we certainly I've been saying um, after the, over the international break one of the sort of things I was clutching to was that Sheffield United had won uh, were unbeaten in 10 they're not going to go unbeaten in 18 are they they're not going to keep this run going till the end of the season knows, is what I was saying then and well but they didn't so um, lost yeah um, you know I, I think in terms of ceilings unbeaten runs we see we see them in the championship no one, no one sort of Tends to do more than ten unbeaten, do they? <laughs> but this is all anecdotal, you know. Yeah. Isn't it? So we'll we'll see where we stand uh, on Saturday evening. Yeah. Uh, a few topical bits from this week. Um, Caleb Ekuban. So a little mm. bit of a, a mini loan watch here. So anybody that's been following our loan watch reports, uh, Mr. Ekuban, uh, now a Ghana international. I believe yeah, he played for Ghana. That's right. Uh, been on loan at Trabzonspor all season. Uh, one of the, the later players to go out on loan last August. But he yeah, did, did get his was, he de- was he deadline day? I think. Possibly. Yeah. Um, 
and by all accounts, he's doing quite well now in Turkey. So um, took a while to get going, didn't he? But yeah, his scoring record is, is definitely improved of late. Um, and various Turkish reports suggesting that there is an option to buy, which wouldn't surprise me, given uh, yeah. Ekiban's standing in the lead squad. I wouldn't have thought he's somebody that, 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 that Victor or Marcelo looked at last season and thought, yeah, we definitely can't have an option on this guy because we really yeah. want him back. Well, it was. Um, I mean, it was. It was this time last year. I mean, today, a year ago, actually, the day we speak, uh, Leeds went to Preston. My wife's oh, birthday. Really? This is why I remember. Oh, well done. <laughs> and um, do you remember you missed that one on one there? And that was um, that yes. was Chief Ekuban missing one on ones yeah. territory in this time last year, wasn't it? So, so the, the reports in Turkey would suggest that they may well have the option to um, to buy him for as little as a million pounds. And mm. those reports also then elaborate on on how Trabzonspor could hatch a plan to make some money on Ekuban and maybe then sell him on for upwards of five to ten million which um you know which is all reportage um, yeah what, sure. I'm, what i'm asking you joe is is, <laughs> is where you stand on ekiban and whether we'd miss him or whether he's the sort of guy that you'd want to give another chance to um the thing even I, if the, we stayed in the championship the thing i'll pick up on first is if if someone can sell like, buy it for <laughs> 10 million pounds then uh, <laughs> get you know <laughs> yeah get exactly yeah stuff. yeah um no i i think um yeah I, I don't i'm not sure he's got much of a future at leeds he right. was um he was one of the players that came in last summer when um, when Victor Orta had only just got his feet under the table. Right. You know, it, was, it was a very sort of rushed first half of the, the transfer window yeah. um, last last summer. Uh, Radwazani completed his, his full takeover yeah. um, in the May, um, installed the staff in, so sort of Kinnear, Orta, they all came in after that had happened. And they just had to get some players in quickly. Mm. Um, Leeds had no scouting team to speak of. Mm. Um, that was something Orta assembled in that first summer. So, you know, it wasn't the ideal conditions to, to sort of run a transfer window. And, and I think that's shown by sort of the hit and miss yes, very um, much quality so. of that window. You know, some players have, 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 have stuck, Alioski, um, Klitsch, um, eventually. Um, obviously, Saiz, you know, was a good signing at moments. the time, had his moments, you know, and um, might talk about him in a second. But others, the more sort of speculative ones, I think like Ekuban, they, they were a risk and, um, you know, with... He's, I mean, I'm not saying he's past it, he's still fairly young, but I don't think it's the stage of his career now where he's going to develop too much at Leeds United. So yeah. if we can find someone to, you know, if it's a million pound purchase and he's off the wage bill, I think Leeds should go in for that. Absolutely, um, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you know, you, you're not taking a massive hit on him there. Um, you know, and it, and it keep, keeps the, the finances ticking over, mm-hmm. doesn't it? It frees up those wages. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if, if, if we do see him go in the, in the summer. Um, Interestingly, with going off on a tangent now, looking at sort of the rest, rest of the loanies. Mm. Um, a few narratives out there. Yeah, I mean, we, um, we, we, we do a loan watch every Monday or, or Sunday, don't we, looking at it. Um, it's been quite a frustrating time for a lot of them recently, hasn't it? Mm. There's, um, there's not a lot playing, certainly. You've got your these, staples that play every week, and then, yeah. then the vast majority are looking at sub-appearances sub at best. You know, it's, it, it is these ones that came in in that summer, I think. Um, you know, like Vernon and Eater. I mean, who's, who's remembers him? <laughs> You forget, and you forget the career that Anita's had. You know, yeah. he, he's had some very good clubs in his time. You know, he, he was a regular at, at Newcastle. Yeah, exactly. He has got. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's not like Lawrence de Bock. He, he's not like. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, throw a name at me very, very quickly. Um, what, what do you want there? Uh, um, he's not Siddiqui. like he's not like a Hadi Sacco yeah. or a Pavel Savitsky. You know, yeah. Anita has had a good career exactly. in football. Yeah. You know, he has made a bit of money out of football. Yeah, and yet, yeah. He's at Villain too. And uh, he's, he's about treading water. Yeah, I mean, he's, exactly. he's probably playing as much as Wasim Boy at P. Zvola. 
and and they're both playing more than Samu Saiz is at Getafe. Who, yeah, um, Saiz, that is, that's an interesting one as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. So he went to Getafe in January and um, they're, they're a very good side this year. They're in the top four in the Liga. They're, they're going for the Champions League. Um, obviously, as usual in Spain, you've got the big boys, there's the three at the top, yeah. the two Madrid clubs in Barcelona, then a big gap. And, and if you're that good in Spain, there's a lot of derision about how... The La Liga com- compares with the Premier League, obviously Real and Barca mm. aside. But if you're yeah. Hitafe, if you're a top four Spanish side, yeah. you would be competing very well in the Premier League. I mean, this, this oh, is, yeah. science yeah. is in very high quality company. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's, it's, it's a step up, I think, in terms of, oh, yeah. you know, um, of quality. Um, but he's, he's not getting a look in, really. Um, which, which says again, it yeah, mixing That's it. He, um, I know they played last night. I know he didn't start. I didn't check the, uh, check the, the final score. But he, I don't think he's played since February now. You know, that's um, you know, six, seven weeks mm. of no playing. Obviously, Getafe have this option to, uh, to buy him for £6 million at the end of the season. Leeds were, were fairly confident that the trigger would be pulled there, but you know, I don't think they have to buy him for £6 million. So no, it's not an obligation. It's not an obligation. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with him, you know, whether you can find another suitor in Spain. or. That's, I, think, I think if I was putting money on it, I would think he would just find somewhere else in Spain yeah. maybe somewhere lower down the, the La Liga table I'm sure somebody mm. in Spain would take a player of, of his qualities yeah because I think it's, it's fairly obvious the player wants to stay in Spain yes so. absolutely so yeah but um, yeah I mean all, all will be revealed um, talking of, 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 of Saiz sorry Sammy the talent the talent Saiz that we should explain <laughs> to people what we mean yeah that's right um, one, one of our favourite things this season has been to uh, perhaps on sort of like a, a Saturday night or a Sunday you're looking at Twitter after the game and um, Salim Lamrani, um, Marcelo Bielsa's Chief translator. esteemed translator, um, but there's a lot more to him than, than just Bathroom being a translator. Um, he, uh, he's got a lovely little habit of, of dishing out some nicknames to, to the Leeds United first team squad. Um, and we've, uh, we've compiled a list of all of them, um, as we said. So Saiz is um, Samu the talent Saiz <laughs> back in the day. We have um, Liam the example Cooper, <laughs> which is brilliant. And that's right. Uh, who else do we have? We have Pablo the Brave Hernandez. Um, no, Pablo the Brave. Oh, the Brave. Sorry, Alioski is the Brave. Yeah. Don't worry, Joe's got a name after this. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny the Brave Alioski. Exactly. Um, it's it's great. He's done he's done nearly nearly the whole squad now, hasn't he? So um, have a look on the website. That's up on there uh, on, on social media. So I that's think my favourite is Berardi's. Well, he's had two for Berardi. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is how much Salim thinks of of Catano. Uh, I think they get on those two. Like judging from the well, after after Berardi forearmed Salim into uh, into the West End. Yeah, in celebration. What yeah. else? Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's got two. He's had the Warrior, which was his first one, yeah. right at the start of the season. I think that was yeah. the first one he dished, dished out. And the Lion. I mean, yeah, on they, two or they three occasions, the Lion. Yeah, they, 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 they both work. So, um, so yeah, I love the idea out. of him sat there with a thesaurus, it was sort of translating from French into English, like, yeah. right, this is what this word is, and, and these are all the various names I could use. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and hopefully, um, Slim will be back this week. He's, he's been. Um, yeah, hoping so. Yeah, he's, he's been away for, uh, for the last couple of uh, press conferences, hasn't he? Yeah, so, we've um, had the, the pleasure of Carlos Corbrand's company. That's right, yeah. Who, who of course, has had a very successful fortnight or so. Yeah. Should we, should we touch on that last thing now? It's, I, think, um, I think they deserve it, don't they? Yeah. The, um, the under-23s. Um, brilliant. The, the double is on. They, uh, they wrapped up the league uh, last Monday night, wasn't it? The Northern group, yeah. They will now go into a national playoff, so they, they may, mm. well, may well win the Professional Development League overall, but they have mm. secured the Northern group. Yeah. Uh, um, they won at Colchester, uh, how many uh, games to go? There was a fair few games to go. Two or three, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, they've um, 
juicy sort of they had an 11 point lead at, at one point um, and then they followed that up with their um, Premier League Cup quarter final that was at Burnley behind um, closed doors but the doors weren't very closed yeah we were a bit annoyed about that because they said no media so we weren't there and um, neither were sort of the other guys in the press pack but then uh, it turns out there was quite a few people in there I don't know whether it was players, families or whatever we don't know but mm. But they, um, they, they did the job. It was a really hard-fought win, that. They, um, they dug deep, and they, they didn't call on any first-team players because this was yeah. last Friday. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, everyone who had a sniff at the first team wasn't involved there. And, and yeah, they got the job done there. 3-2, was it 3-2, 3-1? Um, 3-1, I think, wasn't it? And um, they've now got a semi-final date against Newcastle who they've played twice already, haven't they, in the competition this season? They have, yeah. I, think, I believe they lost away and then, crucially... Beat them in the group stages of the Premier League Cup. That was at home, yeah. Uh, at home to secure their qualification through. So Leeds won mm. their group in the end. And yeah. They now meet again in the semi. So yeah. that was clearly a very, very strong group they were in. It was, wasn't um, it? So that's going to be at home. So that will be either, you would have thought, Ellen Road, most likely with it being a, a semi final, or Nethermore Park. I would have thought Thorpe Arch is well off the. Yeah, well, be off the map given the attendance. That I, they could, I they think could possibly generate. I think this could get a really good ten. I think it could get five figures. I think um, you should write a letter to Angus. Yeah, I think I think we we would better give them give them a shout because um, there's an opportunity there. There is, isn't there? You know, there's it, the tie has to be played between April thirtieth and May the tenth. Um, so, so it could be after the season's finished could, when Ellen Road's not needed could be. anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. I suppose after the Villa game, it's not needed, is it? Yeah. Once so Villa's out of the way. So this is after after the last home game. So. Yeah. Um, it really does seem like a great opportunity to play it there, and mm. I said I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got ten thousand plus there because especially if they win promotion to the Premier League. You yeah. know the feel-good factor. City is going to be alive yeah. with the sound of football. Aww. Yeah. Don't <laughs> talk about it. Sorry. But yeah, but um, as soon as we find out the the details of when that's going to be played, we'll let you know. And you know if it is Ellen Road or even if it's at Nethermore, you know I'd implore everyone who, who lives around here to get to get down to that because. There's something special happening with that, with that, t- that team. That They've they... had a really, really good season. Yeah. A lot of good performers in there. And I'll take any opportunity I can to talk about Ryan Edmondson. <laughs> he is a special talent. Yeah. I think he is going to be, if they can keep hold of him, Leeds, and develop him in the right way, give him the right kind of exposure to the first team, mm-hmm. he is going to be a real, real talent. Still only forward. 17, isn't Just he? Everything he does in that. I, mean, I know it's 23's football. I know he's only 17 and we've got a long way. There's a lot more hurdles to overcome. Mm. But in that company, he does look very, very good. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of assets and attributes that, that, that he can bring to a centre-forwards game. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Um, yeah, it's remarkable as well. I think he's really benefited from um, Marcelo Bielsa this year as well because his physique so completely changed. Really you know, he was, I remember Paul Heckenbottom last year because he obviously gave him his debut on the last day of the mm. season. You know, saying he looked like a forty-year-old man, didn't he? At some point, he'd fill corridors <laughs> with his shoulders. Yeah, but now he's um, he's, he's so much. Yeah, he's quite alive. Yeah, yeah, um, and certainly I think I think that's helped his movement on the work pitch. Rate yeah, and, and, and his work rate. So, but he's he's just one of several players, isn't he? Mm. You know, we've uh, we've seen a few of them break through to the first team. We've there's seen a, Shackleton. There's a really interesting youngster coming through called Izzy Brown, who looks um, <laughs> he looks like he might might have. A good future in the do game do you think so yeah yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's played a few games for the 23s doesn't always get in the team but, um, <laughs> but I think he's got a big future ahead of him yeah I mean yeah maybe that's another topic for another day Hizzy Brown um, Hizzy Brown I, we're not going to see much of him are we this Poor season yeah, yeah out of the 18 on Saturday fully yeah fair. but ironically with Barry Douglas's injury although actually with Kamar Ruth coming back into the 18 and Douglas out Izzy Brown may miss out on the 18 again that's right actually yeah it'll be sort of a, a roof of Douglas switch so yeah. Izzy Brown may well not be at St Andrews on Saturday that's, that's true isn't it um, he oh must well. just be thinking what is I mean 
under-23s play at Switch on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a seriously injury, I suppose. I mean, yeah. I think I'm sure his expectations for the season did have a, a ceiling on them, given that he came into the season, you know, barely in full training. Yeah. So I'm sure he would have hoped for a bit more, but I'm sure he wouldn't have expected much more. Yeah, I mean, you never know. There might be that game where he comes off the bench and Villa. scores the winner. You know, you never know, you do never, you? You, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you never know. Like, he could easily be the guy that scores the promotion-winning goal and will go down in Leeds. Yeah, he, he could play 20 minutes this season and have yeah. be the man Two that sends them up. Yeah, that is one of the many narrative stra- uh, strains that we could see here. Let's end the podcast now because we're getting carried away. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's too easy to get carried away, isn't it? So yeah, so we will call it a day here. Um, so yeah, um, stay tuned to leeds-live.co.uk. Um, we've got Marcelo Bielsa's press conference coming up on Thursday. Uh, we should find out more about injuries and, and the Millwall clash there. Sorry, the Millwall Birmingham clash that's coming up. Um, so we need to put you to bed after this. I know, I know. We've been some uh, been some late nights here. Um, <laughs> and then as well, we're both down at St Andrews on um, Saturday, so join us for that. Um, Three o'clock kickoff. So. We'll be running the usual live blog. We'll have all your player ratings. The post Facebook, you want to see our faces? Yep, we will have a chat with you um, from St Andrews uh, on Facebook immediately after the game. Um, and then all the reaction over the weekend for that. And then um, we should be able to talk to you uh, again early next week on the podcast. Um, we've got under-23s and we've got Preston. So perhaps after that, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a chat with you. So um, in the meantime, if you enjoy the podcast, please do um, subscribe, leave us reviews, um, send us your feedback. Uh, uh, all great to hear um, we'll be getting these out regularly for you now now that the schedule's sort of slightly we say that every easing week. up I know then they chuck loads of midweek games <laughs> in and we have to have days off uh, but yeah we will uh, we will be with you plenty during the run-in um, seven games left it's going to be a hugely exciting uh, few weeks I think stressful as well um, and yeah we'll have, we'll have you covered every every step of the way so yeah cheers for uh, stopping by again Baron thank you very much Joe and thank you to the listeners Cool, and we will speak to you soon. Cheers, guys.